This is America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C., an initiative of the U.S.-based think tank International Leaders Summit in partnership with Lancer Broadcasting's 2FM radio stations in Michigan and the Midwest and Supertalk Mississippi Media's 12 radio stations in the South. We thank you for joining us on America's Roundtable. I'm Joel Adinsami, your co-host, joined by Natasha Sardorj, economist and co-founder of the International Leaders Summit, and our distinguished guest host, Governor Phil Bryant. America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C. brings together leading voices from business, government, media, technology, and the public policy arena. Subscribe to America's Roundtable on Apple Podcasts, Amazon, Spotify, and Fireside. Visit iLeadersSummit.org. iLeadersSummit.org. This weekend on America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C., we're delighted to welcome a great American and a trusted ally, Ambassador Ken Blackwell. Ambassador Ken Blackwell is the former mayor of Cincinnati, Ohio. He served as Secretary of State and State Treasurer for the great state of Ohio and as a former U.S. Ambassador to the United Nations Human Rights Commission. Ambassador Ken Blackwell, we are truly honored to have you rejoin us on America's Roundtable. Good morning, Ambassador Blackwell. Good morning, Ambassador Blackwell. It's a delight to be with you both. God bless you. Ambassador Blackwell, in your recent interviews, you shared about how it was the black communities that got hurt the most in Georgia by the wokeism, which is perpetuated by elite blacks. And you brought an example of Major League Baseball and its all-star game, which was moved from Atlanta, Georgia, to Denver, Colorado over Georgia's election laws. This move cost Georgia over $1 billion, which would have benefited black communities whose support for the ID voting requirement is over 70% in Georgia. And you said, I quote, Atlanta is 57% black and they moved the game to Denver, Colorado, where black population is about 9%. And you also mentioned that election laws in Colorado are more restrictive than the new reform laws in Georgia. Well, this this is insane. There is no common sense here. There must be something else that we do not see in form of a coercion. Or what are your thoughts about the real, behind-the-scene reasons for entities such as Major League Baseball succumbing to pressures by a small minority of those who do not want the ID as a voting requirement. Well, there's a wave of wokeism just sweeping across uh, the country, uh, leading to irrational decisions by corporations, including Major League Baseball, uh, in the decision to move the All-Star game from Atlanta, Georgia to Denver, Colorado, Uh, You had such leading corporations as Coca-Cola, Delta Airlines, uh, and Major League Baseball contributing to uh, the misinformation uh, and the false comparison of the reforms in Georgia to a throwback to Jim Crowism in the the 50s and, and, and 60s. I'm probably the only shareholder of a Major League Baseball team, in this case the Cincinnati Reds, that's ever run uh, a, a statewide e- election as the chief election official in a, in a state. And so I just walk these woke corporations through a, a very realistic comparison of the laws and rules and practices in Colorado against the reform initiatives in Georgia. And you know, 
what is very clear, well established, is that the laws, practices, and initiatives in Colorado around election integrity are more restrictive than the reforms in in Georgia. Uh, And so this attack on the Georgia reforms was just right out of the playbook of the left, driven by an embrace of statism. This is a chapter in a book uh, that includes chapters on so-called critical race theory, which is nothing more than government-sponsored racism, open borders, defund the police movement, uh, and the election paragraph uh, by Nancy Pelosi and Senator Schumer. I think when Americans take a look at the, the hypocrisy, they will understand that this is part of an effort to fundamentally and radically transform our country, which is in its 245th year. And in those 245 years, America has been uh, the most robust, uh, the most diverse, the most affluent constitutional republic in world history. And that's because we've placed a harness on the growth and reach of government because we understand what Aristotle meant when he says that there was a direct tension between the the organized power of the state and individual liberty. And so we've put the harness on the reach of federal government. What these leftists want to do is unleash the muscularity of a centralized government, which would fundamentally transform our country into a model that helps to fill the ash bin of history. I mean, uh, Scott Rasmussen National Survey of 1,200 registered voters conducted in July found that 70% of voters want all mail-in ballots to be received by Election Day, and among them are 83% of Republicans, 63% of Democrats, 55% of independent voters, and majority of every member demographic group favored this requirement. And 76% of registered voters believe that voters should be required to show photo ID before casting a ballot. And 57% believe that ballot harvesting should be outlawed. So so-called For the People Act, which is an attempt to federalize U.S. elections, is not only unconstitutional because it's encroaching on state rights, but it's also against the wishes of the people. Ambassador Blackwell, This development would not be surprising if we lived in an authoritarian regime or a communist country where they do not care about laws, constitution, or the people. But how do these legislators who are representing constituents who are clearly against this law, how can they think that they can get away with it? Well, you know, there's a practice in the country now called gaslighting where, in fact, the left tries to make working through mainstream media, Americans believe that there is something racist about the common sense reforms that have been initiated, reforms that have widespread public support, as you just indicated. I'll use an example of Major League Baseball. They came out against the Georgia reforms. Part of the Georgia reforms required a photo ID. Well, if I were to leave tickets for a Cincinnati Reds game at the will call window for you two, if you wanted to pick those tickets up, what would you have to show? ID. A photo ID. 
I thought it was so hypocritical of Delta Airlines to be in opposition to photo IDs. I couldn't fly, and I'm a, almost a three million miler on Delta. I can't get on their airline or their airplanes unless I show a photo ID. So, look, this is not only hypocritical, this is an attempt to undermine the common sense reforms that will do two things in our election system. It will tighten uh, the chain of custody of ballots, leaving little room for interference and fraud. And it will tighten and strengthen verification processes to make sure that voters are who they claim to be. And these reforms enhance the integrity of our election system, which in fact will build confidence among voters in the results. Uh, right now, there is an effort just to weaken the chain of custody, to eliminate common sense verification policies and practices, and to destroy confidence in our system, a system that S1 and HR4 and, and other initiatives from the left geared to centralize or federalize our election system, which is the direct opposite of what the founders of our country and the framers of our Constitution wanted. They wanted power to reside in the states and at the local level because they knew neighbors working for and with neighbors it was the best way of verifying that voters were who they claimed to be. That's why we must encourage a move back to full participation on election day, except in rare situations where voters can't get to the polls. And in those situations, we must make sure that we have a tight chain of custody and a verification system, signatures, etc., that will make fraud non-existent or have less of a chance of breaking through the system. You're so right. Uh, basically, the most recent reports are showing that there was a duplicate audit reporting in Georgia uh, where they specifically mentioned in Fulton County there were 36 batches in which ballots were scanned multiple times. And so far, they found some 4,255 extra votes. So that's most recent. 4,255 extra votes in Georgia. And also, let us share your feedback on Texas with Texas Democrats abdicating their responsibility to vote on election reform bill and they left the state with two charter private jets to Washington, D.C., partly paid by the Texas House Democratic Caucus. They denied the two-thirds majority, which is required to conduct votes. And Governor Abbott pointed out that the Texas new bill is less restrictive than that of Delaware, which is Joe Biden's state, <laughs> yet it addresses the issues for potential voter fraud. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, those Texas legislators left Texas and went to Washington, D.C. on private jets, perhaps to meet and strategize with the staffs and the strategists of Biden and Harris. This is a playbook that is has a cover on it, and that cover is the New York Times 1619 project, which would have Americans believe that we're stuck in that historical moment and that they have effectively canceled out 1776. Our history is a process. Uh, we have the agency to make corrections in the moment, improve uh, the flow of history as we go forward. And what we must realize as concern-free 
Americans is that we are the architects of our future. We have God-provided agency to move the history forward in a more positive way. Lincoln said that we are not a perfect union, but we are a perfectible union. He understood that great nations are not the products of great governments. They're the products of good people doing great things together. We must make sure that we don't go or retreat to the sidelines in this battle. We must be on the front lines, and we must work to make sure that we are the architects of a better future for America. The great baseball player, Satchel Paige, he was one of the iconic figures of the American Negro Baseball League, you know, was fond of saying, don't look back, you're not going in that direction. Absolutely. <laughs> and I just, I just think it's so powerful. You served as U.S. Ambassador to the United Nations Human Rights Commission. You continue to support Israel's sovereignty. Uh, you have spoken boldly in support of Israel, specifically during the recent attacks by Hamas. And just last week, Ambassador Blackwell, we were informed that U.S. is freezing the Abram Fund. In fact, the Biden administration has suspended the Abram Fund indefinitely. And according to Globes, a prominent Israeli business newspaper, it states, the Abram Fund was set up after the signing of the Abram Accords between Israel, the UAE, and the U.S. in September 2020, and the signatories were meant to finance the fund along with other countries who would join later. And in fact, this fund would have injected more than $3 billion into the development investment market in the private sector and would have done a great deal of good in impacting over 430 million citizens in the Arab world. America and Israel as well. Ambassador Blackwell, what are your thoughts about this very important initiative that has been blocked now and the Biden administration's efforts to, in a way, dismantle the successful Abram Accords? The Biden administration is taking a wrecking ball to all of the elements of progress and success of the Trump administration whether that is to arrest the economic growth, uh, the lift in family incomes, uh, all the way to dealing with the fund that we're talking about now. They understand that one of the crown jewels in the Trump administration was what he was able to accomplish through purpose-driven leadership in the Middle East. And so the left the Biden-Harris administration, they don't care about how successful the program was, how much promise it has. They want to take a wrecking ball to anything Trump that was successful. They would like to cancel that success in the minds and thinking of the American people. It will not work, period, over, out. We will resist that sort of attack, that sort of gaslighting, that sort of attempt to cancel out the forward movement of the United States of America and its initiatives throughout the world. We must underscore something, that the benefits of the initiatives and leadership of Donald Trump were actually 
measured in not only the success of the United States in the community of nations, in this case particularly in the Middle East, it was measured by the success, uh, the affluence, the opportunity that was created by a growing uh, economy and a rapid response to the COVID-19 pandemic. It doesn't surprise me, while it does disappoint me, that these forces of the left, led by, that drive the Biden-Harris administration, are trying to undo America's success and the upliftment of Americans, all in the name or all in the effort to cancel Donald Trump. Indeed, we are truly honored to have Ambassador Ken Blackwell, former mayor of Cincinnati, Ohio. He served as Secretary of State and State Treasurer for the great state of Ohio and as former U.S. Ambassador to the United Nations Human Rights Commission. Ambassador Blackwell, we thank you so much for your leadership, your continued efforts in advancing freedom, and in fact, uh, your efforts in advancing our shared values and principles. Thank you indeed, Ambassador Blackwell. Thank you, Ambassador. Blackwell. Thank you both. And I'll leave you with this one thing from Satchel Page. He was a baseball player, and you know, in baseball, they have what they call base stealing. And he said, you know, it is real difficult to steal second base if you want to keep one foot on first base. I want to thank you both for actually taking the risk for freedom, not being satisfied with a stale status quo or an effort to dismantle the American dream and experience. So God bless you both. It's always a delight to be with you. This is America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C., an initiative of the U.S.-based think tank International Leaders Summit in partnership with Lancer Broadcasting's two FM radio stations in Michigan and the Midwest and Supertalk Mississippi Media's 12 radio stations in the South. We thank you for joining us on America's Roundtable. I'm Joel Adensami, your co-host, joined by Natasha Sardorj, economist and co-founder of the International Leaders Summit, and our distinguished guest host, Governor Phil Bryant. America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C. brings together leading voices from business, government, media, technology, and the public policy arena. Subscribe to America's Roundtable on Apple Podcasts, Amazon, Spotify, and Fireside. Visit iLeadersSummit.org. iLeadersSummit.org.